Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, welcome everybody. Believe Sports, Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. We have a good time here. And uh, my cousin Andy Barron with us uh, from Connecticut and uh, Art Source from Galaxy Sports in Pennsylvania and Fred, of course, uh, somewhere on Mars. And you can email us at sportsfredadale.com, sportsfredadale.com. Even on Mars, I hear about all these NFL players now getting penalized for gambling, something that the NFL is pushing on every single play. Andy Barron, do you have any comments about that? Yeah, uh, you know what, I think that, you know, they have to do this, right? They have to, to, to at least show that they care about this because if the NFL doesn't doesn't show they care about the players betting then how do we have legitimacy of what's happening in the game whether they really care or not i'm I'm not really sure but again that that perception is they have to show that it matters and that these players can't be can't be gambling because you know the games could be compromised if if they were known to be gambling on the games could be compromised i like that Andy. (laughs) are are even worse though i think uh, from the collegiate point of view I, re- I really do. I think something really big is going to hit. You're 126 years of age, everybody knows. So you were around in 1952 and J- Jack Molinas and CCNY and the whole collegiate basketball thing. It's going to happen again as certain as I'm on Mars. Yeah, your thoughts. Well, you know, we were talking about the NFL. You had Alex Karras in 1963 with Paul Horning. Yeah. You know, and Pete Rozelle. Uh, you had Joe Namath, you know, having to, you know, dissolve his interests in his, his nightclub in New York. Um, you know, I, I just find it very interesting to see the NFL, because when I played in the NFL, the signs in the clubhouse were there was strictly no gambling. It was, you know, frowned upon. We, we, we laugh about, you know, Jimmy the Greek Snyder. You know, he couldn't even put numbers up in the old days to talk about the games. Um, and now you have a situation where stadiums are actually taking bets. You could bet online, you know, as the flow of the game goes, the odds are constantly changing. Um, you know, and the NFL has put, has gone basically, basically to bed with these companies. And yet, you know, one guy gets suspended. And if you bet on football, I have no problem with that. You should be suspended and it should be a full year like Calvin Ridley. But, you know, if you're you're betting on another sport, though, from the clubhouse and you get a six-game suspension, I would definitely talk to the players' union about that one and maybe try to get it cut down to maybe two or three games. Yeah, but but how dumb dumb is the guy? Can he go home? Can he go into his car? Fred, we're talking about NFL football players here. (laughs) We're not talking about, you know, I mean, (laughs) let's get serious here now. I mean, when they take the, you know, the test, they don't really question a lot of things, especially if you can run a four, three, five and you can cover a guy like Clue. I mean, and I don't mean to, to disparage anybody, but the bottom line is, you know, we're not talking about rocket science here. And I agree with you, you know, go home and make your bets. No problem. But the, the problem I'm having is when do, where do you draw the line in, in sports gambling and what happens in the NIL with the college kids if a quarterback's making seven million and the left tackles, you know, scrounging by and his family can't pay their mortgage, and some guy comes up to him and says, Hey, if you allow two or three sacks this week, we're gonna make sure you get sixty or seventy-five grand. That's real. That's gonna happen in college football within the next three years. We've talked about this, Fred. And and I just it scares me. 
Andy Barron, I know you're a Michigan fan. You think it's going to happen in sports on the collegiate side, a, a big gambling expose? It feels inevitable, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's only a matter of time. Um, and it's a shame. I, I, I miss you guys probably reminisce like in high school when someone came up to you with the football card, you guys remember the football card that was a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy and you never even knew where your money was going, but if you won your money sort of found its way back to you, like that was fun. This is, this has become part of the business, right? And, um, you know, it, it was only a matter of time before the, the pro sports leagues got involved because there's just, there's just too much money trading hands for them not to. And it's a calculated risk. And I think they all know that that's, um, that's part of, but that's part of the risk, but the, the reward of all this money is, is too great for them to pass up. Folks, this is Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also heard on Pie Clips. Now, interestingly, Art and I don't agree too often politically. He's on one side. I'm usually far to the left on the other. We agree on Russia and the Olympic Games. How did that come to pass, Art Source, that you and I agree on something? Well, we discuss things. I mean, I always see your point of view, and I hope you see my point of view. I don't hold it against anybody if they believe something different. Last time I checked, we're still a free country, right, Andy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's good? There's nothing better than good conversation. And, you know, and, and here's the funny thing. And I think we can all learn from this. No matter what your opinions are, what your dispositions are, you can still have respect for the other person's opinion. Doesn't mean you have to agree with it. But, I mean, that's what I've always been taught. I mean, you know, look at it. And sometimes I even, you know, change my viewpoints by, by listening to other viewpoints. I kind of see things a little differently. I like to stay open-minded. I hope I can do that. That's why I take these nootropics and stuff like this, you know. I mean, <laughs> you know, in 1948, we didn't allow Germany in the Olympic Games. Uh, I think the same thing should happen to Putin and Russia. And uh, 38 or 48, 48, right after the war in yep. 48, they, they weren't, they weren't allowed in the games. Uh, I don't think the Russians should. I think what they've done, uh, in, on, on, if you watch what they've done to kids, nobody, just, when they do the children's hospitals and, yeah. and they bomb those and then they come out and say, we didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, what was this bomb just kind of rolled out of right field and, and dropped on the hospital? No, that's not right. Yeah, but you know what? The, the Russian athletes aren't the ones that did that. And let's not forget right. that that the you know if you're if you're a Russian citizen, you don't have a choice, right? This is not you know they're doing what they're being told to do. I, I remember back in 1980 when the, the U.S. didn't what didn't send Olympians to to Moscow and and Russia did the same thing in return or um, or the USSR time I guess in in 84. Yeah, that's a that that's a shame. Right. So for me, it's it's more about the athletes. It's about the competition. I do like the idea of trying to make a stand and not having the flag there. But I don't want to keep any athletes out. And in fact, if, if it meant keeping athletes out, I'd rather have the flag there and the athletes there than the flag not there and the athletes not there. I respect that. I see your point. No, yeah. I, I, it I, is I, all I, about the athletes, though, Fred. I want I want the athletes there. I just don't want the flag there. I don't want Putin to get any credit for anything. And, uh, you know, that, that that's my point as far as art. I know we'll probably disagree on this one on the Saudi Arabia, the LID and the PGA. Same thing in my mind. But aren't they what, trying to make some progress, Fred, from what I'm reading? Women are driving. Women are being allowed to do more things. Um, they, they've actually they've actually put millions and millions of dollars into the the women's LPGA tour. I mean, they're trying, they're trying to make up for what they did wrong. And, and all I'm saying is, Fred, I do understand the Khashoggi situation. I understand 
what happened on 9-11. Those are things that are, that are terrible. They're absolutely wrong. But at a certain point in time, if someone tries to go forward to do the right thing, okay, I, I have to give them a lane to at least try to get better is what I'm Art, saying. Art, uh, you didn't watch 60 Minutes, I suppose, last Sunday, did you? No, I, I, uh -huh. I don't yeah, have uh, enough days uh, in the, in the go, hours go, go, of the go, days to watch everything. Go, go to the Internet and go to CBS More, 60 Minutes More. You know, I used to love 60 Minutes, Morley Safer was on it, but I'm going to tell you something, 60 Minutes right now to me, okay, is about as one-sided a viewpoint of anything I've ever seen. Just a 86 beheadings on the same day, a couple weeks before the show went on the air. 86 beheadings on the head of reporter, 86 beheadings on the same day. So where's for the what reason, Fred? For, for what reason? Well, I don't care. You're not going to. Well, how many people did we some... put to death in this country on, you know, on, on death row in, in all these states? I don't think 86 in one day. I really don't. And a lot of states I, don't I, allow it. And we shouldn't allow. Uh, Andy, your opinion, uh, 60 minutes last week. You know, uh, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't see they, 60 they let minutes. Women, um, they, they let women drive. Fine. But 86 beheadings in one day. Yeah. No. So I. I Here's the thing. It's it's about money. Right. And and this is one of those situations where whether or not they they, you know, partner with the PGA or not, they have the money to go do their own thing and people follow money. Right. So the question becomes, they're going to well, do this. They're going to they be in, they're gonna be in the PGA sport. into oblivion. OK. Yeah. The PGA exactly. gonna... found themselves in a situation where they had 20 enhanced events. They saw themselves hemorrhaging for cash. They couldn't go to their sponsors because they had long term five year deals to ask for more money. So basically, Monahan and the crew decided, hey, if they're going to come up with $25 billion to save us and we have control, which when I've read in the bylines, they're supposed to have control. Now, I don't know how somebody who pays somebody else $25 billion gives somebody control, but that's where we're at. Now, we'll see what Congress, what the Senate does. You got Blumenthal. He's not a fool. He'll be right there. I mean, we're going to see what happens, Fred. I mean, they may not even come to fruition. You know, I mean, let's put it this way. Monaghan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, nobody's heard high to hair of him since he had his, you know, his, his, his physical problem. So we don't know what's going on you in know, terms Artie, of what the contracts are. I don't even know if I want it to come to fruition, because if it doesn't come to fruition, then they're, they could put the PGA out of business. And then, and then now, you know, now it's the live tour that becomes the, the global golf um, you know, entity. So who, wow, who knows how this bizarre. works? Out? You know, I, I think, I think the PGA sort of took that, like, if you can't beat them, join them approach. Cause to your point, let, they let, were, let me, let, let me getting, say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Um, the PGA was on CBS. Most of the big tournaments, a couple on NBC. On the other hand, the LIV was on the CW, which I think at the end of uh, July, hey, don't be knocking Buffy and the vampire Slayer. Uh, but hang on. At the end of July, they lose eight major markets. So, yes, you know, obviously all the money on earth, but they weren't being seen by a lot of people. And now they were going to lose eight major markets at the end of July uh, on the CW. Who watches the CW? I don't know. It's a, but, you know, Fred, it's, it's a longer play. They they could burn money. They don't care about about that. Right. They, sure. they're still it's like funding. the old AFL when they asked when they asked Lamar Hunt, your son. One of the, the Hunt brothers, you know, talking about Lomar Hunt, they said, you know, your nephew is spending $5 million a year. And he said, well, 
at that rate in a hundred years, he might be broke. <gasps> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the AFL had Ralph Wilson. They had the Hiltons, you know, I mean, they had some really big players and that's why they, they could stay there toe to toe with the national football league. Yeah. With technology today, they could find forget about the CW. They could find a way to get their, their product to the masses. Especially if they have David Faraday doing the broadcast yeah. who people like, and you know, I never realized that you couldn't be, you could not sit in the analyst seat in an, in a PGA Tour event, unless you won a major championship, I didn't know and that either. goes way back. You guys check that one out. All the people who have been in that position—you know, the the right hand man, the color analyst in the in the in the eighteenth the tower—they all won major championships. That's bizarre if you think about it. Yeah, I got to ask you guys a question. I'm I'm talking from the perspective of a of a Dodger fan since the age of five. Uh, my dad said. Uh, when TV was on, and that's the best player in baseball. And Duke Snyder hits a home run on the next pitch, and that was it. I was a Snyder and Dodger fan forever. All right. The Dodgers have actually three catchers, but really two catchers. One of them, Austin Barnes, is hitting 100. The other one, Will Smith, is hitting 300. Now, I know Dave Roberts is a uh, managerial genius, but, Andy, you're, you're a Red Sox fan. Uh, how bad a catcher could Will Smith be? to have to play a 100 hitter in uh, Austin Barnes. Point is, Will Smith is not a bad defensive catcher. Austin Barnes is better. But what does 100, batting 100 versus 300 mean to a baseball fan like yourself and a Red Sox fan like yourself? So first of all, Dave Roberts can do no wrong. He stole the base that matters, right? There so of course, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to say a bad word about about Dave <laughs> Roberts. Um, but, but 2004, let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but to to answer your question, you know, it's I, I think it comes down to um, there's a, not a huge expectation that you're going to get a ton of of productivity out of a catcher these days, right? That's not. I can only think that, of three that have productivity in the National League. Yeah, I wrote them down: Sean Murphy, Will Smith. And Ryan Molto. And Ryan Molto's having a tough year. So. I know. And I think that's a bonus when you get it. That's what I think it comes down to is, you know, I, I think that he's looking around saying whether or not they're performing or not. He has enough firepower in that lineup. He should on paper that you don't need a, a catcher to, to provide a whole lot. Um, I, you know, I, I think but he's, Will he's, Smith has 10 home runs. So he's getting a little pop. And, and if I'm yeah. not mistaken, uh, how many home runs does what's his name have? Fred? I, I, he's got pro- I don't know if he's got 10 hits. But he's hitting 100. So that's all I can tell you. On Thursday night's game, he ended uh, four rallies. Uh, So, I mean, they scored 14 runs. They may have scored 25 if if Smith was batting in that point. However, so the Dodgers scored scored 14 14 and the Angels scored 25 in one game last week. I've I've heard, as we we end this, I've heard good news. Rob Manfred is coming up with another idea. What's that? A pinch hitter for the cat, a a DH for the catcher. DH for the catcher. (laughs) <laughs> so so then of course austin barnes can play often doesn't really matter so when i run the psychops machine calling balls and strikes fred <laughs> folks I, I think you know we're into this pretty deeply i'm sure you are listening to believe sports biz sports media because of rob manfred none of the rules none of the none of the records mean anything they really don't at this point everything's changed and it's become a joke and, and the bigger bases, give me a break. 
you know, they, they got to be how many inches? Well, they were 15 by 15. Now they're the 18 pizza by box base, bases that I think they should still market. And, 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 and where, where a pitcher can't throw three times to first base or it's a balk. Okay. So you throw once and the guy gets back nice. safely. Don't you think he's going on the next pitch? Give me a darn break. I mean, this is re- yeah. ridiculous. Uh, How are the seconds. stolen base numbers this year so far, Fred? They're way up, right? They're they're not up as much as I actually thought, but they're up. They're way up. And, well, it's and still early, big, though. We're only halfway through this this ordeal. I think they're up eighty two percent making it to second base. And I think it was yeah. seventy five before that. Something like that. But as a Red Sox fan, trying to be objective here, do you agree with with me, Andy Barron, that uh, Manfred is, in, in many ways has destroyed? My love of the game, and that's pretty hard because I I do since the age of five I've loved it. Yeah, he's 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 certainly doing too much tinkering. Like I've heard baseball, we've all heard it being called the perfect game, right? It was it was created how many hundreds of years ago, over hundred years ago, and ninety feet between bases is still the same, and sixty. And it's so it is so it's so cylindrical when you when you break it down. I mean, yeah, numbers. It's it's the perfect game, and 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 you know. The other part that I drives me crazy is it, it's the only game that's not time bound, and to make a change to make a game time bound, just it, it it's taking he's making it less special, and he's certainly without question making those. Okay, Andy, let uh, me ask records you across eras. No when you were a kid. Did you love watching the All Star Game, the Midsummer Classic? For oh you, God. it was probably Carl Yastrzemski, Jim Rice. Um, yeah, Fred my Lynn. Old buddy Freddie Lynn. Yeah, and they come out in their uniforms and. Wherever you're provincially from geographically in the country, you know, I mean, I remember as a kid having my little league uniform on watching Reggie Jackson hit the transformer at old Tiger Stadium. And I was just like my mouth, you know, dropped down to the to the ground. I mean, it was just in the great outfield. The National League had Clemente and Aaron and Mays. I'm like, wow, who's playing center field? (laughs) You know, I mean. But it was it was so incredible, and and now they come up with these like softball uniforms, Fred. Whose idea was that? The whole idea is to see your guy, you know, like Louis Arias down for Miami, and what a great year Miami's having in baseball. But I mean, this is you know like a little bit of Matty Alou meets meets uh, Rod Carew, and you know with a touch touch of Georgie Brett, and maybe a little bit of Tony Gwynn. I mean, great left-handed hitter. But the, the exit velo on his base hits is about 85. Yeah. Well, you know what, Arnie, instead, instead of making the game shorter, they should think about making the home run derby shorter because that's the one thing Thanks. I can't <laughs> sit through. There you go. <laughs> Folks, we expect emails at sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. Believe Sports Biz, uh, Sports Media, also heard on Podclips. Thank you, Mario. Fred, Thank how you about Shohei Otani asking for 725 million 10 years? Is it going to happen? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah, of course yeah. he will. He's a two-way player. He's, he's Babe Ruth uh, and more. Uh, and for Art Source, uh, stay tuned for more Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.